Hi, my name is Sammy, and that's too many notes. And I'm Caleb, and <laughs> and this is Music House. I mean, Junk House. It's a Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hello. Junk House. It's just Hello. me and Caleb again. Our father has left us. He's gone. He's gone. And you know what? Good riddance until next week. Until next week, unless he can't record again. And then. And then the week weeks. after. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like. It would be fun to let the audience in a little bit on okay. our on on what's going on specifically with my with my camera background yeah. of choice. Yeah. With so, the studio presence. Yeah, the studio presence. The studio the feeling in the studio today is hot. intentionally weird and intentionally oh. hot, sexy. sexy, sexual, lots of sex, lots um, of fucking I don't know really, when this bit started for me, <laughs> but I have had this running joke in this server that whenever I turn on a video background for the Discord call, it is very tame. Let's be honest about it. Tame versions of Garfield porn. Yeah. <laughs> I think it all started forever ago when we were recording that wonderful. And then, like, multiple people were just changing their backgrounds that could. And I think me and you both were like, we're going to do Rule 34. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. And I think it started, I think I have, it started as... Did it start as... Yes. A, no, it no, didn't, never mind. It started because I was, I, my original background that I did was because I had a whole bit planned I was going to talk about you guys in your walk with Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> and so I had a bunch of rule 34 furry Jesus uh, because that's a thing. Furry Jesus. Yeah, no. Yeah, there there is a furry version of Jesus and he is concerned about your walk with Christ. Oh, my God. And then that led to Garfield Jesus, which then led to rule 34 Garfield. <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i thought it i was gonna say it started with cussy but that was like the first episode of this podcast so yeah cussy was, was pretty early because i i have i'm about to change my background to the furry jesus yeah right now before the furry jesus it was yeah. trisha paytas as garfield it was trisha paytas garfield yes it was disgusting but it was horrible. Je I see this. Jesus is a lion. Uh, with, uh -huh. with is that an is that another lion as an angel? That's another lion as an angel and a small boy lion receiving the blessing of Christ. Now this is completely SFW. Yeah. If you're okay with furries, so this this we might ship out with the tweet. Yeah, this one. I'll send to Sammy privately and yeah. we'll ship it out because it is, it is good or publicly, <laughs> you know, you know, who knows, but yeah, this week is brought to you by Garfield rule 34. Thank you for sponsoring Thank this you podcast. So much. Uh, you can use our code, uh, which you can only access by tweeting directly at Barack Obama. Yeah, you have to uh, say, please the, give me, please give me that judici. Yeah, tweet at Obama and say, please show me the Garfield Dussy, and he will give you the code to receive a lifetime subscription to GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly Magazine. Garfield Quarterly Magazine. Mm-hmm. And you got to tell him Junk House sent you or we won't get those residuals. Yeah, and we get five cents per we get five bananas cents. oh five bananas each click it's and not I a really hate good deal bananas it's not good it's not i don't good. like bananas so they're 
and like is it true i've heard that there's like certain sorry uh, this is like caleb's curiosity corner welcome to caleb's curiosity corner where he asks sammy stuff is it true that when you're like transitioning that there are certain foods you can't eat because it counteracts like hormone therapy um from my understanding at least to the point that i got which was only like six months in before i had to had to quit for a bit um Mm -hmm. no there might i was just at the point where i was taking um medication though i wasn't i wasn't at the injection part yet there might be stuff once i get into the more heavy heavy estrogens that would stop or i need to whatever yeah but was like bananas was bananas one of those that you had like heard before so I, yeah, I'm googling. I, I doubt. I don't doubt that this is a thing. I this it, that makes sense that there would be some dietary restrictions later. I'm down googling the road. foods you can't eat on estrogen, and the first thing that came up was a how to be an alpha male <laughs> link of cool. anti-estrogen diet for men. Which, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's like soy boy has become, has gained a new term because there's estrogen in soy and all these alpha male crazy things are like, you can't drink soy because it has estrogen and it makes you not alpha. <laughs> You're a beta. Like, talk about a level of toxic max, toxic masculinity where you're like, you can't eat fruits or vegetables anymore. All you get is meat and dairy. Because that's according to this, how to be an alpha male. That's how you become an alpha. And oh I've been God. I've been I've been wanting to talk to you guys about my status of the alpha male of this podcast. Oh, okay. Um I feel like out I've the, been out of the two males, it makes uh, sense that yeah. you would be more alpha than Cordell. Yeah, I don't have mutton chop, so no. <laughs> no, I don't. That was completely for all the listeners at home. This is completely a joke, and I, I as a person, yeah, am memeing and think Olivia and I will spend like at least ten minutes a week laughing at like people that are like trying to be alpha male yeah. stuff. It's very fun. I feel like the only reason we haven't talked about Andrew Tate yet is because everybody's been talking about Andrew Tate. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I still don't know who he is. And at this point, I don't care. Yeah. That's like all you need to my know stance is he's on a lot of problematic things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That that tracks. Yeah. My stance on a lot of really problematic things is I just kind of have this philosophy of like, you know, I could learn why this is problematic, or I could just not care and just go on not with my give, life. go on with my life and not give this hyper problematic person attention. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. He. Sucks. I think it's a pretty healthy way to think. I think it. that's a very that's a very healthy way. But do you want your ears to be broken? Yeah. Okay. That's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um. So my my topic today, just to get just to jump right into it, um, is Black Midi. Now, Caleb, how much do you know about Black Midi? How much have I told you about Black Midi? So, not not too much, and like the the stuff I know about it is like. Very, I know very minimal about it. Like, I know that it's this idea of like it's kind of maximalist music, yes, yeah, like do as much as you can, yeah, but that's that's really all I know about it. Okay, yes, I I first learned about this to give credit where credit is due. Um, many years ago, there was a YouTube channel. I think they're still around. They just don't make the same types of things anymore, but it was called This Exists. Um, 
and I'm trying to remember Sam Sutherland is the guy who did it. Um, it looks like looking on YouTube right now, he has shifted to it just being like him instead of this exists. But the whole idea of this exists was it would talk about weird shit on the internet. That's like, okay, why, what's going on? Um, they talked about like math rock and like the different little, the crazier side of math rock. But one of the first episodes I ever saw was black midi. And yeah, and you said you you said it very best, very accurately about its maximalist music. Mm-hmm. Um, people that make black black midi also just to say because this is a weird <laughs> little thing, they call themselves yeah. blackers. Um, like I've been I've been doing more research into black midi today, and we did. I'm looking at the Wikipedia, but I did send you a couple of songs. Um, I sp- sent yes. them in specific order because they increase in note volume. So like the whole idea of black MIDI is to have as many notes as possible so that like the, the sheet music, it, this is all mostly done mid- digitally. So there's not really like sheet music, but the sheet music mm-hmm. is just completely <laughs> blurred out. Um, the first, the first one I sent you was a remix of Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, and that had a total of 152,000 notes. Yes, and it did not blow up my uh, speakers. It didn't? It did not. Okay, surprisingly. Then we got Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a huge jump to 2.06 million notes. That one almost did it. And then this one, this, the third one I sent is a, one of the um, largest black middies that exist. There are three, but this is the only one that I could find video of, video proof yeah. of, because the other ones break <laughs> everything. And it's because it has the maximum amount of numbers that some of these different, that some of these different uh, programs allow which is 93 trillion notes it so that one as i was listening in my car on the way back to my house stopped playing through the speakers (laughs) at certain point just like did not play like my computer like just overwhelmed the car speakers were like you know we don't have to anymore you know, I'm tired. Got around a I'm million tired. notes and was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to anymore. Yeah, we're done. The, the craziest thing, especially with Arm, the, that one with 93 is called Armageddon V3. And the craziest yeah. thing about that one is it's one minute and 59 seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's short, <laughs> but it. Like they put that know, many notes the, in in a two minute song. <laughs> I'll I'll be honest. Like I love all kinds of music. There is nothing I love more than uh weird out there music. Yeah, same. That last one was it a minute fifty nine seconds? Yes. Did it feel like an eternity as I sat at a red light? Yes. Yeah. It was a lot. It's it's crazy. Um You want me to tell you about the origins a little bit then? I I really do want to know that. Okay. Um so there's like there's not a specific origin. Nobody knows the exact original origin. There's multiple places where people well, there's this iteration of Black Midi is very much inspired by the music from Toho Project. Do you know what the Toho Project is? I do not. It is a, um, I think Toho Project is a company. You No, no, no. Toho Project itself is a series of video games, and they're bullet hell video games. Okay, yeah. So the music is, it's, they're from Japan as well. So they are all very much um, 
if you know about Japanese bullet hells, they are actual bullet hells. <laughs> so like yeah. there's bullets all over the all over the screen. You're like barely getting in between them. There's like insane music in the background. So like the music the first one that was in a um the first of these tracks of Black Midi tracks at least in well no, this is the first one. Uh to reach mm. a million a million notes was Necrophantasia, which is from Toho Project. So that's okay. the first like original um what we are known what we know now as Black Midi. Um that apparently that was arranged by the trusted computer, which has been he's he's a, a big name in the scene. Um mm-hmm. but there's also like kind of small, maybe like inspired stuff. Um like there was this guy, Conlon Conlon Non Non Nan I'm gonna start that over. Conlon Nancaro. Um and you know those like piano rolls? Mm-hmm. He like altered yeah. a bunch. He like punched holes in them and created like more complex compositions with the piano roll that seemed yeah. like the way it was doing it, that it was like impossible to actually play. It was okay. You could only get it from that piano roll, which is kind of the idea of Black Mini as well. It's like impossible to actually play 93 trillion notes <laughs> in two minutes, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, which that also led me down, which I also sent Caleb this, but Frank Zappa created a just like a dense and extremely just difficult <laughs> composition called the Black Page, which was yeah. originally supposed to be just a drum solo. Did you know that? Interesting. No, I did. Like, I am like a tangential fan of Frank Zappa. Like, I've listened to his music and stuff, but I don't, like, I'm not, he's not the kind of artist that I've, like, really studied and know a ton about. That's very fair. I haven't listened to a lot of Zappa, and the only time I have, like, actively listened to him was today and listening to the Black Page, and I also listened to Bobby Brown Goes Down, which is just a very silly, funny song. Which I'd probably need to look into it more because there's it's Zappa, so there might be some deep undertones I don't know about. Or it could just be about a guy Possibly. having sex, having gay sex with people. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, the the version I sent to Caleb and the version I listened to of the Black Page was the like New Age version, and it's it's very good. <laughs> it's very cool. Um. But yeah. The black midi kind of started getting more popular outside of Japan when people started making pop remixes, like what I sent yeah. Caleb, like the bad guy. Yeah. Um. And they're just like, it's just really interesting. I the the term, the term obviously. I think I already said that. Never mind. Blah 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 blah. Um. The the weird thing is that there is no like known origin to like black yeah. midi. Yeah, I feel like a lot of a lot of music, you know, you can trace an origin back like pretty easily, even if people don't agree on the exact origin, yeah. you know? So that that's interesting to me that there's no real like known origin. Yeah, it's like it's kind of discussed but like the uh, i think it was specifically the trusting computer was like it has to have a digital like origin so they don't even think the like piano the piano roll they're like at least trusted computers like that's not that isn't what inspired this like this is just yeah yeah like that sounds like a cool story and like it would be really cool but i wouldn't i don't know if i would put that as the origin yeah it's crazy they like it started out just being like i don't even remember seeing old videos of black mini but the the only ones i've seen have like they like the the entire video freezes at random times because of how many notes there are 
but they also yeah. like try they colorize the different notes and like make patterns out of them so it's a very yeah. like it's almost i'm probably going to drop a link to one of the videos for the uh, in the tweet because it is a visually stunning thing as well but also yeah. like be careful with your ears <laughs> yeah it is very visually I I almost think you cannot just listen to the music. Yeah. Like I don't think that's intended and I don't think that's what is what serves the uh music best. I think you need the visual element of I mean, you said that you yeah. know one of the possible origins is from like Japanese bullet hell. I think this yeah. is the like especially Armageddon it is Japanese bullet hell. It is. It is. It punches you on all uh, all times. Goes on all cylinders constantly, and you don't get a break. And visually, it delivers on that as well. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but I also, it really is just a small little sidebar as well. This also made me think about just songs that are impossible. Like songs yeah. that can't be actively played. Um, and so I have a few just random songs that used to be thought that they couldn't be played. So they have nothing to do with Black Midi other than people were like, we can't, we can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the most interesting one for me that I found was uh, a song by Wagner. Um, the what, what's his first name richard wagner 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 thank you i i don't speak uh, anything other than english so my brain was not working but um his tristan tristan und isol 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 d i don't know how to pronounce it yeah but um it's a very famous Wag song wagner's intent all, like all of his stuff is. All of his shit is intense. <laughs> this one specifically, I think the big issue was it was part of a opera. Yeah, its premiere mm -hmm. was at the uh, Vene, Vene Corta Opera. Um, but the like in the rehe rehearsals, the part of like the tenor um, was like couldn't sing it. <laughs> he was like, I can't do this. Uh, after the little yeah. matter of 77 rehearsals, he, he was like, this is this part is no one can sing this like this is insane. Yeah. Uh, turns out it was very much singable. <laughs> and uh, in I think, yeah, all of this, according to this website, was 1959. And then in 19 yeah. or not 19, 1859 and in 1865. Um, a different conductor brought a, brought it about, and with a new tenor named Ludwig Sonor von Karos, Karosfeld. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but um, yeah, he got up and he actually did it, and it was actually very singable. I was listening to the actual song earlier, and it seems very chill. From I guess from my also listening to Black Midi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think a lot of like opera, which I this isn't this is this is just a little fun aside because now like opera's a thing. Yeah, I've been in one opera uh in, in my years, and I played a mute character that was just on stage the whole time reacting. Okay, <laughs> and it was it was a three person opera, and so I was the comedic relief, and it was a blast anyway that sounds incredible um, oh yeah it was very fun um but opera i feel like your your local opera scene if you have one like little rock opera fayetteville opera those are gonna be amazing they're gonna be fun the people are gonna be super kind as soon as you get into like professional opera the people I've met that do professional opera are all douchebags that 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 basically are kind of like the type of people that are like, well, if I can't sing it, nobody can. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So it makes sense that, ooh, excuse me, that first boy was a much dicko so. about it. <laughs> very much so. And, like, I feel like definitely it's also one of those things of, like, it that, pro- like, you know, that opera singer was probably also very established at his time to be working with Wagner. Yeah. So I'm sure that part of it was also him being like, well, I'm the best that there is. Uh-huh. So let me tell you. This is impossible. <laughs> yeah. I'm so smart. I know this is impossible. Haha, <laughs> you idiot. I'm going <laughs> to leave now. <laughs> yeah. Can I? I'm going to send you a send song. We don't have to listen to you now, but it's an impossible song, air quotes. Yeah. Um, that I listened to. All the time in high school, um, that is known as the Ooh. death waltz, and this is like the closest thing I think before Black Midi that I listened to. So um, the funny thing about that is I was not, I like looked at it and I was like, wait a second, like right now, I, the the one you sent me, I was like, wait, that looks really familiar, and then I went back to the Black Midi, um wikipedia page and uh-huh. black Benny was first employed in shows you you key at you rendition of un owen was her i can't pronounce his name yes. so i just said his last name yeah <laughs> and this is uh yeah this is i think a rendition of that un owen has won her is incredibly hard it is possible to play though Yes. I think you need two people, but it is possible. Yeah. Black middies are like, you're playing probably 21 plus notes at the same time. Yeah. But this, yeah. Also, this is like, this is relatively slow compared to black midi. Yeah, it is. Which is still good because I think I like it slower. I think if you just slow down Black Midi a tiny bit, I might enjoy it a lot more. But that also, yeah, yeah. What we, we that that I was about to say, but that uh, like I agree with you, but that also kind of takes away from the point of it being like very fast and abrasive. Exactly. Yeah, and like the apparently a lot of like people that make Black Midi slow down the tempo and then speed it up anyway. So it's yeah. like they probably have listened to it slow and it's like okay yeah this isn't as bumping as it 120 beats a second yeah and i think that yeah yeah no i definitely agree with you like i think if you did slow it down it would lose the value you know yeah but i mean that's that's really it black midi's crazy i'm gonna be dropping some of it with the tweet yeah I, I'm curious if um, do you think Black Midi is related at all? You know the the practice of like you take a MP3 mm-hmm. and then export it as a MIDI file and then re-import it from the MIDI file into like a MIDI reading thing. Yeah. So you get like a MIDI file impersonating human speech. Oh yeah. That I wonder if that has something to do with it. I think I think so cuz the idea of that is like using multiple notes at the same time that's like kind of like the chords are making the 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 voice. So that feels like yeah. that could easily be part of black midi or like have some connection to it cuz it is like banging a piano basically <laughs> and it's making these like human vocal sounds. Yeah. Which is also really interesting because, like, we talked about it last week of like the idea of music is math. Yeah, that's that that's part of the proof that music is math is that you know you can quantify human speech and its patterns to notes. Okay, yeah, like like you can yeah. boil it down to these are the exact waveforms you are using. It's uh, that's cr- it's crazy to think about, but it's also really cool. <laughs> well, and it's something like you know really well because you edit all you edit, you know, Nat Wonderful as well as Junk House. Yeah, you stare at our waveforms 
a, a weekly. Yeah, yeah. For hours at a time. So, like, I think you of all people know what that looks like. You know? Yeah, it's crazy because like you've edited with me or like been in the editing room with me before, and it's like yeah, it's very yeah. interesting because at some point you're just like, okay, I know I don't want an um here, but I without even listening. I can see that there is an um because I recognize that waveform of what yeah. <laughs> that looks like. Or like you prop like and this is kind of a little bit like not making fun of Cordell, but it's something I think Cordell knows he does is like I'm pretty sure you know Cordell's cough. Oh, yes. Yeah. Cordell's like, Cordell cough. Like, Drew has this little like laugh, but it's far away from the mic and it's just a snort. So for Nat Wonderful, I take that out because it's just like a <laughs> That is just yeah. like really in the background. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know what I do. I don't know if I want to know what I do, but you, do you want me to tell you the honest to God truth? Yeah. You really don't do anything that needs to be edited out. Heck yeah. <laughs> Especially with, I think the big thing is you also have a much higher quality mic than other people, especially in that yeah. wonderful. So it's like, it's a lot easier to cut out. Yeah. You yeah. you were like, I'm going to do more than just Nat Wonderful, so I need to have a better mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as it was like, like, I think Cordell's setup for where he is is like somehow like uh, awesome with the <laughs> mic he has. Like, yeah. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, how did I have the exact same setup that you did? And yet mine sounded like garbage <laughs> compared to yours. Well, I think it's because I, so for, we're just going really behind baseball and that's okay. Um, yeah. I started editing everything with, aud- with uh, audition, not audacity. We use yeah. audacity Ado- to Adobe record. Adobe audition. Adobe yeah. audition is what I originally used to edit. And I was just like, I like had a friend kind of help me, but I didn't really understand. And then like I just moved now I'm using um uh, Ableton yeah which is like surprisingly for me a lot better and it was a lot easier to make like presets and stuff um yeah so I like nowadays it's more it's probably more of the editing than your setup is what I'm trying than your original setup is what I'm getting yeah that makes sense yeah, but no, I remember I when I got this mic, I was I'm I'm still very happy with it. Uh, yeah, it's literally my my mic's younger sibling, <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it's almost a, yeah. I'm like ha- I behind behind baseball. I'm debating buying another one because my fiance always jokes about us having a podcast, and so I'm like that might be worth it. Whenever we were talking about trying to find a, another host, I was going to uh-huh. ask if we wanted to get Olivia, but the with one mic, I was like, it, it, that might be way harder on me to edit. So I'm kind of okay yeah. with it just being us. In this yeah. and, and and <laughs> I will say this for the audience: Olivia will be on. Oh, at definitely, some point because yeah. like I. I am marrying somebody who is far funnier than me and far smarter than me a hundred percent of the time. I feel like you guys are equally funny. I feel like you are the person to not think of yourself as funny. So I personally I think don't. you are both equally funny. Yeah, I th- you, you play know, off each other very well is the best way to say it i think as an outsider not as not you saying it you guys play off your each other's comedy really well and i think you're both yeah. funny in your own ways that just works really well together yeah i would no i would agree with you that i think we play off each other very well i i also agree with you that i i don't think i'm very funny like i've <laughs> never found myself a funny individual I just vibe and say shit, and sometimes people laugh, and that's it. I was laughing at you saying that because I find you very funny, and I think you are... I just think you are very funny. So, yeah. (laughs) Take that, Caleb. I appreciate it. Because, like, (laughs) I feel like I kind of had to... I feel like my comedy is kind of a blend of a lot of things, and so it just kind of comes out... Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just 
no no one's comedy is original. It's all variants of something you've heard before. Exactly. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Like, you can listen to my comedy and somebody will be like, you sound like you're just doing a McElroy thing. I probably am subconsciously doing a McElroy thing. Does that mean it's not funny? Like, no, it means it's no. probably still really funny. <laughs> Speaking of things I reference subconsciously, constantly before you get to that yeah yeah, yeah. we read reviews and they're really bad so guess the movie i fucking love this bit (laughs) it's really fun Um, it's really fun i oh my god um this one i honestly do not know if you've seen it but due to the popularity of the movie and the theme we are talking about today being music I assumed okay. it's a movie I really like, and it's right up your alley if you haven't seen it. But I am okay. assuming you have. Um, we'll probably read a couple. Um, because okay. I forgot to set this up before <laughs> the podcast, so I'm trying. You have no idea. I was literally sitting here googling like weird celebrity tweets, trying to find something. So like, <laughs> yeah. So like, I'm kind of looking through the reviews while I'm doing this. But we'll just do. We'll just read the first one. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Half star review by Jester's Puzzle. I must have watched a different movie than everyone else on here because I got absolutely nothing out of this. Quote, the funniest movie in the world got nothing more than a slight exhale of air during one joke and absolute boredom for everything else out of me. So I really, does that give you anything? Cause I don't, I've now that I've read that I'm realizing not really. I want to guess is this, this is spinal. Tap? It is. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I love this movie. See, I, 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 I assumed you had seen it, but I wanted to preface <laughs> it just in case you hadn't. <laughs> as soon as you were like, oh, well, it kind of has to do with what we're talking about today. I was like, okay, it's going to be a music movie. And my first thought was he's it, like, she's going to talk about Whiplash. I haven't seen and Whiplash. Then, Whiplash is very good. I've heard it's amazing. Um, yeah. But then as soon as you were like, funniest movie in the world, it's like Spinal Tap. Yeah. This is. Did you know there's actually like spine, a Spinal Tap like album? Like they came back in the 2000s and made a full album. Oh, we have to have an entire episode where we just talk about the movie and the album now because I didn't know that yeah. was a thing. <laughs> I would highly suggest looking up the song also for the listeners at home. Short and Sweet by Spinal Tap featuring Steve Vai and oh, what's his name? White Fuckboy Guitar Player. Oh, uh, God I'm gonna damn Google it. white gu- white boy guitar player, and it's probably gonna pop. I up. don't. This is incorrect. I know this is incorrect, but my brain just keeps on saying Zac Efron. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm getting no, stuck on the fuck boy. It's like it's like a John Mayer. John, John Mayer. Mayer. Thank you. God damn it. Yeah, I could I John could envision Mayer. him. That's another one. I because yeah. I can see the hat and Which the like, guitar. Which, like, I'll be honest, I like John Mayer. His music yeah. is good. He's a fuckboy. He's a fuckboy. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I love I loved Spinal Tap. Uh, so. Then one more review, because I think you'll find this funny. It's two words, and then we'll move on. Okay. Half-star review by Alex H.G. Big trash. <laughs> <laughs> Big trash It was my nickname in high school. Um. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. But this one goes to 11. This one goes to 11. Well, why not make just 10, just 10 a little higher. higher, you know? This one goes to 11. Um, <laughs> no, actually, a fun fact. Uh, my uncle builds cigar box guitars and builds okay. um, cigar box amps as kind of a hobby. Yeah. And he made me a cigar box amp and he actually would burn to like the the numerals on the volume thing up to 11 for me. Like <laughs> That's so cool. Like I I fucking it, it's so good. Do you still have it? I love it. Uh somewhere. I will find it and send a picture so we can 
tweet that out. But or you can just um, show me in person when I see you in a couple right? months. Yeah, because you're gonna come to my house because I'm getting married. Yeah. You want to hear about goats? I do. I wrote down. Okay. okay. So just so you know what I did, Caleb sent yeah. me five songs. This is about the Mountain yes. Goats, the band, the Mountain Goats. Yes. I ranked One them. One of my favorite bands. Okay. Of the ones you sent. And then I wrote, I only wrote a little bit about three of them because they inspired me to write a tiny, just a, just a note. So do with that Beautiful. what you will. So. <laughs> the the five songs that I sent Sammy, um, which if you want to listen to them, listeners, feel free to. They're all I, very good. It, they're all very good. And I sent five that kind of go through what I feel is their eras. Um, yeah. And I sent them a little bit out of order. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Their first era is kind of like their very early years, um, which is from like 91 to 94. Okay. So the alb- the the song I sent for that era was uh, one called Grendel's Mother, which okay. is also Olivia's favorite song by them. Um, she might hate me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I, well, okay. to, be sa- to be clear, I liked all of the songs. She might yeah. not like where I put it in my ranking. Oh, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, then you kind of have another era that I just skipped, which is the ninety-five to two thousand era, because I think that that era is kind of like he recorded everything on a on, on a boombox, and some people have very much fondness for that era. Yeah, I don't. Fair, and I I think it's a little bit more. Uh, can you tell it was recorded on a boombox type beat you can and it's also it was this era where like John Darnielle who is the lead singer and songwriter and guitar player for the Mountain Goats was kind of like he kind of decided starting in 96 that he didn't want to be known as a swearer and so he just kind of like cleaned up a lot and as some people are like, yeah, and that's what makes it fun. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that part. Um, yeah, I mean, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just not my style. Um, the next era is the 01 to 03 era, which is where we get All Hail West Texas and Tallahassee as the two albums. Okay. Uh, with the best ever death metal band out of the out of Denton. Yeah. Being uh the thing I picked for that. Um, 04 to 09, I actually sent two songs, I Ooh, believe. okay. No, I just sent one, okay. Dance Music. Ooh, Sorry, yes. Dance Music off of Sunset Tree, uh, which is Dance semi-autobiographical. Uh, so, music. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's very good. And that era is kind of my favorite other, like, that's my second favorite. Then you've got 2010 to the present, which is the current era, which I sent two songs, uh, one off of the album uh, Beat the Champ. Yes. Uh, He'll Turn Two, uh, which is a banger and a half, um, and I love it. And then off the latest album, which came out as we're recording, the album came out yesterday. As you're listening to this, if you listen on the day we release, the album came out a week ago. Training Montage mm-hmm. uh, is the song off of the album Bleed Out. Yeah. Um, I love the Mountain Goats a lot. And I found them through my stepsister, Sophie Fuller. Okay. Um, and I guess I didn't, I, know kind of she, been, yeah. I didn't know they were your stepsister. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, when my parents divorced a few years later, her parents divorced, and then Jason met my mom, and then and they the just rest got married, is and history. The rest <laughs> is history. So I first found them like because Sophie showed me this song by them that I didn't send to you. It is one of their most popular songs, though, called "This Year." Okay. Um, which I think is very good. Um, I it's not my favorite though. Uh, but the chorus is this refrain of, 
I'm going to make it through this year if it kills me. Okay. And then it ends with this exultation of like, there will be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year, which if you're in touch with uh, the history of Judaism, you know, that's a common like thing that they say yearly is like, there's going to be feasting and dancing in Jerusalem next year. And they say that every year. <laughs> yeah. Just like pushing it back the, one more year. <laughs> just keep pushing it back because they're like, you know what? It's going to happen eventually. And sometime we're going to be right. Yeah. I, at some point. <laughs> at some point. Um, so I want to hear what you thought about the song. Okay. Do you want me to do the ranking first? Yeah. Give me the ranking because I might actually agree with you. Okay. So I'm going to do the classic thing where I start at number five and go to my Uh favorite. So the first number five, I put the best ever death metal band in Denton. Okay. Wow. I really liked it, but it got a little bit too repetitive for me. I would. Yeah. And the, I don't know that I remember you talking about like, or I remember hearing you sing the like hail Satan part. And then, like, yeah, hearing it yeah. in the song, for some reason, I was like, this isn't as cool as I wanted it to be. Yeah, I, don't know. I think I think that's one of those songs that live is the best experience, because then you have a room full of people yes. screaming these lyrics, you know? When I, when I finished listening to that, I was, I remembered the time where I, like, went out to dinner with you and friends before you guys went to the Mountain Goats concert. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hearing the best ever is probably amazing. If he sang it that night, it was probably fucking amazing. But right now, it's kind of yeah. just like, uh, blah, blah. oh yeah. I think he. I've seen. I've seen them live twice now, and they've done it both times. So. Fair. It seems like a very popular Fair. song of of theirs. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. The next one is where Olivia might kill me. Number four is Grendel's mother. Okay. I don't remember exactly why. I'd, I guess it didn't really leave me with a lot. Is probably why it's at number four. Um, yeah. Yeah. The were you gonna say something? No. Fair. No. No. Um, it's a good song. The next like. three, I have small notes for each of them. I I listened Absolutely. to them in the order that you sent me them. I don't think it was. Yes, that's what I was hoping. Yeah, that's what okay. I was hoping for. Good. So. Good. Good. Um, and then I like, I like to rank them. I put, I moved the, the like tabs in the order, Yes. but, um, yeah. Okay. So number three, I put training montage. Um, okay. I, I guess it kind of like, since this was the newest one, it kind of left me underwhelmed, I think. Cause it was, this was the, uh, the last one I had listened to. Um, mm-hmm. but what I wrote down for it were um that it gave me some uh they might be giants vibes it felt like a yeah they might be okay giants song. i can see yeah i can see that um specifically it conjured thoughts of birdhouse in your soul interesting the guitar and like kind of the it, more the instruments than than mm-hmm. um, i think his voice kind of sounded like the other they're both named john right <laughs> the leader of yeah <laughs> they might be so giants yeah the well, the two main members of They Might Be Giants are John Linnell and John Flansburg. Okay. And then Mountain Goats is John Darneal. <laughs> yeah, so, so there's I used to actually Jones. have a playlist called Three Guys Named John, which was just <laughs> They Might Be Giants and the Mountain Goats. Okay, well, make it again and let me listen to it, because that actually sounds Heck great. Yeah. Um, I Which I just, that, the training montage making me think of They Might Be Giants made me go down a little rabbit hole about about John Linnell and his, like, fucking Roman songs. Yes. <laughs> which that's crazy. If you don't know about that, we're not going to talk about it a long time. I'll just tell you that it's a song, it's an album where every song is in Latin. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Number two. Number two ranking. Dance music. Okay, yeah. I love dance music is one of my favorite. I It's very it, good. So. Here's what I wrote down. Reminds me of Weird Al. Yes. Specifically yeah. Albuquerque. Yes. I I can very much dig those vibes. Yeah. Um It was now, very good. Did, that yeah. I, I'm curious how you felt about the lyrics for dance music. Cause they I, are 
dark. I didn't, I don't remember them specifically, honestly. So I might've just been like jamming and not paying attention. I don't, I, whenever I listen to music, the weird thing is I don't like get deep. I don't get deep into the lyrics or anything until maybe my Mm -hmm. second or third listen. The first time I'm just like, yeah. Yay, this is fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that's kind of the beauty of dance music is when you're just listening to it, you're like, oh, this is really fun and happy. And then you hear lyrics like um, uh, about like his stepfather throwing a glass at his mother's head and he runs upstairs to turn up dance music so he doesn't have to hear the violence. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, like it's so that, that that's the beauty of it, and oh, it's God. so fun. Yeah, it yeah, it's the classic of like it just being happy, and then you're like, oh, it's not happy. Oh, oh God, it's not very happy. This isn't good. Um, well, I guess that brings us to number one, and it seems like you already know yes. what it is. He'll turn two. He'll turn two. I. I uh, number one, Miranda's gonna agree with you. Okay, good. Uh, of, I think on that ranking, um, I adore heel turn two. And re- and really quick, um, I read this in the comments. I have something to talk about from the comments as well. But is this album like a what somebody said in the con- in the comments is that this was a concept album all about a pro wrestler? All about pro. That's wrestling. so yep. cool. I fucking love that. So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of the concept or a lot of the albums are concept albums okay fair um so like brief summation there is a album in 2017 called goth okay goths is literally john derniel writing about the con the concept of the album is current people that used to be in the 80s goth scene reflecting on how that impacted their life okay So you have like a song, you have a song that I really adore called Paid in Cocaine, where it's somebody that's like, he's like, I used to sell drugs for a living and now I'm paying down a mortgage on my house that I can barely afford. Damn that. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the kind of vibes or like in League with Dragons is about like using D&D as an escape fantasy. So I really need to listen to that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like there, like there are so many, so many good albums. Um, yeah, and a lot of them are very conceptual. Yeah, I like that so, a lot. Um, what I wrote down though, uh huh, was I love how like full the music was with like meaning and music. Mm-hmm. Um, I also put, I I also wrote down to tell you about this comment. Because somebody said, my interpretation is that this is the perspective of Hulk Hogan. Um, He turned from the ultimate superhero to the ultimate villain to restart his career. But he also became a maniacal backstage politician and destroyed a lot of careers. I have not thought about that. They they go more in depth and I can read that. It's a little bit longer if you want. But we can continue whatever you want to do, baby. I was I was actually going to tell you some history yeah, about do it. the song "He'll Turn Two do it. specifically. Um, so first of all, I do have the lyrics pulled up because I do want to highlight some of the lyrics. Yeah, but if you are a podcast fan, which I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably you are. are. <laughs> you may be familiar with the show "Welcome to Night Vale." Yes. Um. In episode 63 of Welcome to Night Vale, Heel Turn 2 was featured as The Weather. Okay. Which, The Weather in Night... that And that was the debut of the song and how John Darnielle announced the album. That's so cool. Yeah. Tell, tell the listeners what The Weather is, just in case. So, The Weather, at some point in an episode of Welcome to Night Vale, uh, the host, the main person, will say, and now... The weather and then some songs will start playing yeah <laughs> and it's actually how i've like discovered a lot of artists that i really like is through the weather so like that's so cool genuinely just find like the weather playlist and you'll be good um 
a, a little bit more it, like the some of the lyrics I really want to highlight is like there is a refrain of I don't want to die in here a lot in the song yeah. and I very much love that but there is a four line thing that the first time I heard this song this is what made me cry and then it punches you with a piano solo at the end that really drives it home. Yep, Sammy's making the face of every Mountain Goats fan when you mention the piano solo in Heel Turn yeah. 2. Um, but it's drift down into the new dark light without any reservation. You found my breaking point. Congratulations. That four lines broke me found my breaking point and he says congratulations so sarcastically and like congratulations like it's just like (laughs) yeah and so good i'm gonna read a a quote from john darneal who is the writer of the song yeah 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 um about he'll turn to and about the meaning of it so from the writer itself, and which is why I think this is actually the the uh, Hulk Hogan perspective may not be far off. Yeah. Um, Once in a while, the good guy will be standing in the center of the ring, spotlight on him, taking punch after punch after punch, weak in his knees, wobbling. You think he can't take another punch, but he can. You think he's going to fail, but he's not. There's too much power in the hero, in the good guy. He's going to die in there. And then suddenly he reaches down inside his being and says, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to do what's wrong. I'm going to change for the worse. He's going to do a heel turn. He's going to do a heel <laughs> turn. That's so and there is, and cool and cool. It's so good. And like, there is some really good stuff in there, obviously, but like also, the there is catharsis in being bad. Yeah, and this song very much captures that catharsis, and then the piano solo is the realization that you did something bad. Yeah, and it is absolutely fucking beautiful. I I just adore the song. So you ranking it number one it was like perfect. Yeah. Um, it's and so that's good. not to say the other like I could probably talk about all these songs on that level. Oh, yeah. Um and I just th- this band is one of those bands that if there is something going on with them, I I'm invested. Yeah. Because everything they do, I love. Yeah. One of your shirts that I always always see you wear is a mountain goat shirt. Yes, I have I have two mountain goat shirts. Um I have a mountain goat. No, I have three mountain goat shirts now. A mountain goat's hat. Um Olivia for my birthday got me um the new album on a pre-order special, so I got like a special pressing on vinyl. Ooh, okay. Um and it came with a poster that's going to go up in the office like Hell yes. Oh, uh, uh, so to be mushy for a second. Be mushy. Be as mushy as you want, baby. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, you're good. And to be kind of serious um, with the listeners, uh, I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. And music has always been an escape for me. Um, and the Mountain Goats, I, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say they've saved my life several times yeah um and the gushy part one of the first realizations i had when i was like olivia is a cool person that i want to spend my life with is when she said that she liked the mountain goats and that her favorite song was one that i had never even heard of grendel's mother you learn about grendel's mother through olivia yeah that's so cute and I think I lied to her at that point and said, yeah, I love that song. And then I went to my car and listened <laughs> to it. And 
it is it is a beautiful song and it's about like uh in the story beowulf which is one of olivia's favorite things yeah about like grendel's mother showing up to the hall and being uh, showing up to take beowulf and being like you murdered my kid yeah i am i will i am taking you or i'm taking my son back it's your choice in my teeth i'm gonna be taking you in my teeth yeah in my teeth (sighs) i'm taking you home and damn it yeah (laughs) so all all that to say the mountain goats has a very wide fan base and a lot of that is former religious people that are kind of fed up with religion but still want to seek that feeling yeah that makes a lot of sense this was the first time i ever really listened to them I listened to dance music, I think, before this, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy, for you, I definitely uh, recommend there are two albums that uh, Miranda, if you're listening to this, do not warn Sammy uh, because I'm about to. These two albums notoriously make people cry. Okay. Um, and it is The Life of the World to Come. Okay. And We Shall All Be Healed. Okay. Um it is they're a very powerful song. Um their wait, their albums are their songs. The albums. Okay, their albums. Yeah, okay, the okay, albums, okay, okay. sorry. No, no, no. You, very I think powerful you said album. albums the first time, but I just my brain shut off. Okay. Possibly. Uh We Shall All Be Healed is kind of the first non lo fi album. Okay. And then the life of the world to come. Actually, all the song names are like Bible verses. So, oh, fun stuff. Okay, yeah, like Genesis thirty three and First John four sixteen. Yeah, like Ezekiel it, seven. So, and the permanent if it's, if, if it, yep. Pretend like I said yep. that song title right. <laughs> Ezekiel seven and the permanent efficacy of grace. Efficacy of grace. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, I love the Mountain Goats. I I do too now. Good. <laughs> uh, I I genuinely think the Mountain Goats are one of those bands that everyone can at least find one song. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like Daft Punk. Yeah. Like Daft Punk. My original topic today was going to be Daft Punk. But then I was like, I don't have, I like, I like them a lot, but I don't have time to research as much as I want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of everyone can find one song. Thank you <laughs> to the one and only Reverend Horton Heat for letting us use their song Psycho Billy Freak Out off the album Smoke Them If You Got Them. It's a great song. Uh, if you haven't, it's a song. If you haven't listened to the whole it's thing, you should. Yeah. You really should. It, it is very good if you're trying to pump yourself up for something. It is very good for that. Do you know where I found that song? No. Fun fact. Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I mean, fair. That is where it was like one of the songs in like the Tom Morello block of like weird, crazy music before you fight Tom Morello in a guitar battle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've loved it ever since I was that age um so thank you to the one only reverend horton heat for letting us use that song uh if you want to follow us on twitter you can do that at junk house but the the owen house is a zero (laughs) and if you want to email us it's at junkhousemailbox at gmail.com uh if you want to leave a review on apple or a thumbs up on Spotify, uh, feel free to do so. We really appreciate that. If you have any complaints at the show, tweet directly at Mitt Romney. Yeah, right uh, at Mitt on Romney. Twitter. Or, or you we could will... also tweet directly at Stephen Crowder. There's a lot of those Stephen random Crowder. people yeah. that you can just, you know. Yeah, and we will we'll get it eventually. So, at some point. So... They'll talk about it on, uh, Stephen will talk about it on his show, and then we'll be like, see, that was us. Yeah. 
Yeah, they'll talk about it on their show, and then we'll watch somebody else react to that, and then we'll get probably it, Hassan. So. Probably <laughs> Hassan. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, but I guess as we say every week, I miss Dad. I miss I miss Dad. But do you want to go do drugs together in his room? In his room. And shit on his bed like Amber Heard. Yeah. It's a psychedelic freakout.